1967, Summer of Love, and Arthur Aaron is a PhD student in psychology at UC Berkeley. And in front of Grinnell Hall, no, Dwinnell Hall, he kisses Elaine. And there is something about that kiss that both of them never have forgotten. It was this moment, well, actually, it led to their being married. And they have spent the last 50-plus years researching what it means to be intimate, to be in love. And not just romantic love, but what it means to be connected to another human being. So this month, our theme is love, in case you haven't gotten it. And every single religious tradition worth its salt emphasizes love across the ages. We need not think alike to love alike. Our own Unitarian bishop from the 16th century, Ferenc David. If we agree in love, there is no disagreement that can do us any injury. But if we do not, no agreement can do us any good. Universalist Hosea Ballou, 18th century True religion is the ability to devote your life to loving. What you do for yourself is not religion. Swami Vivekananda, 19th century Hindu monk. My religion is love, Dalai Lama, this century. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. John the Baptist, Jewish itinerant preacher, first century. Hate cannot be conquered by hate. Hate can only be conquered by love. Gautama Buddha, fourth century BCE, before the Common Era, And the last, the one that matters today, the first manifestation of love is the ability to let others be precisely who and what they are. Otherwise, we would be looking to love only that part of them that reflects ourselves. So I could talk about love and I can explain its mechanics and our youth actually literally just started talking about the mechanics in uh, the lock-in they had last night with our whole lives. We need to bow deeply to Yadni and Mariah (laughs) and Gary for spending the night with them, teaching them. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, baby. So we can talk about love and think about it and argue, but love is a verb. And it requires action. Love requires us to be trusting and vulnerable. And love asks us to do the same for others. So with the guidance of Arthur and Elaine Aaron, 
We're going to spend the rest of this sermon time taking action, building love one person at a time. We're going to recreate the first part of their most important experiment. They developed three dozen questions to create closeness, to create intimacy. The questions are simple, direct, and they slowly build upon one another. They allow for comfortable and surprising self-disclosure. They avoid all the ideas that divide us. So if you're shy or an introvert, hater of surprises, sleepy, or simply a contrarian, just for the next 15 minutes, set aside your resistance, just for the next 15 minutes, I ask that everyone trust the 50 years of the Aaron's experience and trust me. So please take a deep breath. Oh yeah, I see some frowns. It's okay. (laughs) So the result of these questions is this um, increased intimacy. I'm going to give those to you. So it's like what can happen to strangers when they're on a plane or a train? You know, you have a conversation and all of a sudden you know this person in a way. And that's what these questions have done. They've broken down the barriers between people who've then become just better understanding of a human being or good friends or even gotten married. And we are a small church. We often think we know each other, but we can easily get into friendship ruts here. Do we really know each other? Do we really love each other? So I've been using these questions with family and friends over the last few weeks, and the conversations have been lively. Now, if you're ever at a cocktail party or at a dinner party and things are dull, you'll have these questions. I've learned lots of new things about uh, old friends, about Joe. And in this day and age of what feels like an increasingly divided world, this exercise brings us back to the core of being a human social thinking and loving animal. So we're going to get closer, get curious. I ask everyone who is able to stand. We're going to make use of our flexibility of space and chairs, and here are the instructions. Find someone you do not know well. Consider someone who is different from you in age or gender or skin color or mobility. I'm going to give you a minute to find one one another. No groups of three. Mm -mm. (laughs) This is a one-on-one exercise. Feel free to walk around the room. Raise your hand if you are limited and need someone to come to you. Sit close enough or facing each other so you can hear well. You can hand out the questions. Sorry, Diana.
Oh, everyone. have two. Get seated, find a spot, find a partner. We're going to use the side that has the larger type. There are 12 questions. I wish we had more time. We're just going to do the first 10. The word partner refers to the person you're working with. It doesn't assume a relationship. And I'm going to set our timer. Gong a gong. So answer the first 10 questions, taking time with each other. There's no right or wrong answer. Say whatever comes into your head. You might answer them all differently tomorrow. That's okay. Let go of performance. Let go of perfection. Take risks. It's at the heart of love. I'll give you 10, I'll give you, well, I wish I had 10 minutes. I'll give you as much time as possible. <laughs> oh, okay. Yadni, do you mind? Do you mind? Oh, okay. How about Yadni? I'll do it with you.
I know. There's not enough time. That is the story of love. Thank you, Ken Blankarn. So here's what I recommend you do. Exchange contact information with your partner. And for extra credit, (laughs) I invite you to to, um, find a place in time where you will each feel safe and ask each other the rest of the questions. I'm sorry there wasn't enough time. I was hoping to get us through all 12, but we're not going to get there. So to come, I'm going to wrap us up. To come to know each other on this level will change you. Love does. It will change us as a church. Love does. It will change the world. Love does. May it be so.